Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. So, The Office, Season 2, Part 2. Uh, I can't think of another way to bring two into this, but here we are. <laughs> Just two dudes talking about Season 2, Part 2. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we could we could just jump right into the uh the next episode in our series if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to the first half of this, uh you should go listen to the first half where we talk about episodes 1 through 11 and a few other fun facts throughout that episode, but uh this one we're going to do 12 through 22. Mhm. So, yep. Yeah. That one starts with the injury. Yes. <laughs> a big episode indeed. Um, the injury uh, is kind of a, an excellent, uh, what, what would you say, like a mid-season sort of re-premiere. Yeah. It's kind of one of those lighthearted, like you said, days around the office, just kind of, because it's more about, right, it's, more, it's kind of more about uh, him just being kind of crazy with his injury. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's the... it's like a classic, you know, takes place at the office the the entire thing and it's something that like <laughs> it's like Michael bringing in his personal life into the office and like yeah. forcing it upon everyone else <laughs> and making this injury out to be so much more than it really is to get sympathy <laughs> points and stuff. So, it's yeah, it's like such a great premise and um there's actually a, a chapter on it in Andy Green's book. Um, it, it's funny because the way he, Andy Green lays uh, this book out, which uh, if you're not familiar, his book is called The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s. Uh, we've been over the efficacy of that title. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But it's interesting. The way he lays this book out is like the different chapters cover – you know, roughly the span of the series in chronological order. Um, but it's not done like season to season. Uh, it's kind of like arbitrary. So, you know, there's a whole chapter on season two, for example, um, because that was like a big turning point. Um, but there's also these key episode chapters. Um, so like the Dundies was a key episode chapter. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's just, he picks out, what what a key episode would be and um the injury is another one um just i think because it's like these episodes are ones that a lot of stuff happens in and it like shows how the office sort of earned its stripes in a way you know and and these are like the best episode these are the greatest hits or whatever um oh yeah so yeah this was uh written by mindy kaling and um oh yeah very nice. She says, yeah, she says, the injury is probably the favorite episode that I've written. I think the original idea was that Michael had fallen asleep in the sun and had sunblock all over him except for his foot. <laughs> and it started out as a sunburned foot. And actually the name of the episode was, quote, my grilled foot for the <laughs> longest time until we thought that might be too weird for people to tune in and watch. I was amazed that we based a whole episode that was basically about a disability around Michael's crazy disability of having to eat bacon every morning when he wakes up. <laughs> it's kind of strangely worded at the end there. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that that they even consider like, oh, people aren't going to want to tune in because of this episode title name. Who who knows the episode title names before the episode? Like, Unless you literally look it up or something, a lot of people just watch the episode, right? Like, yeah, like, no, that's a good point. Oh, there's a new office episode called the injury coming tonight. You know, no one, no one ever says that like, Oh, a new prison break episode called the Fox river eight, you know, like I feel like people just don't really talk about episode titles before, you know, the, t- it might show up on like the TV guide magazine, you know, cause it, that's the thing, right? Like yeah, back well, then, like I, TV yeah. guide, you'd see like what's on this weekend or like coming up next week. And yeah. maybe, Maybe they listed the episode titles. Um, That's true. I guess I'm thinking more people who just tune in but don't 
actually look up stuff about it. And and I think that's more like what you're saying, like people who have TV guide or they look up the episodes beforehand and just to see what the, the names of them are, you know? Yeah. Uh, that is yeah. a funny instinct though, to be like, you know, yeah, like it's, not like it, a song, it's not like a song title or something, yeah. where, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, that is the big identifier, but episodes, a lot of people don't even remember episode names or no episode names. Yeah. So. It, you know, unless it's at the beginning of the episode or something, like like some shows do. Yeah, um, like a title card or something. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So, any other uh, any other notes about? I don't really have any deleted scenes or notes about this one, but just funny. Like another sort of like thing to note that's like just a master Steve Carell performance is when he is trying to explain like how he grilled his foot and. <laughs> how he's just like explaining it like it's just like a normal everyday thing, you know? And so that's always like, it's kind of like, that's why he as a character, I think was more lasting and like suitable mm-hmm. for American audiences than David Brent, because he has this way of being like charming, but also like dumb, but also like, <laughs> kind of like convincing in a way you're like right yeah i I actually get that like i (laughs) i see why you you would think that would be a good idea you know yeah um and so like yeah it's just like and that's like right at the beginning of the episode too yeah well and i also i do really like the scene with uh, billy merchant and just like when he brings him in you know, that's the first thing you notice when you saw him. He's just like wheeling in here, you know. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, I want to. Pl- I want to put Michael's face in a George Foreman grill. I always like his interactions with with him. Um, and, and there's a lot of deleted scenes with him, too. Oh, really? I gotta check those out. Yeah, I feel like there's there's even one where he's like, it's like before the, <laughs> before the Dun- the Dunder Fun Run, or is it the the fir- first episode of season four? And he's out there, and he's like, "Oh, are you gonna watch us?" Or are you just, he says, "Just." He's oh, I just, thought you meant like a lot of deleted scenes oh, in no, this not, episode. Just with him, just with with Billy. Oh, Martin. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah. So, all right. Next one is uh, kind of an even bigger one: the secret. Uh, bigger in terms mm. of like dramatic. Yeah, the Jim Pam storyline is is yeah growing and growing and it's getting bigger it's going to eat us all yes and you can tell <laughs> exactly <laughs> you could tell like the injury was placed to kind of like because if you had booze cruise and then you immediately had the secret it mm-hmm. almost flows together a little too much in terms right of, you kind of have the injury to give it a little bit of this you know humorous episode that doesn't really relate as much to that so yeah. it, it spreads it out more so in this in this yeah. one it's it's jim you know, you know, telling Michael, you know, he not telling Michael, but telling Michael that he was the one, only one who knows of that secret about how he feels about Pam. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, it's this thing where he's trying to keep the secret, but he also is kind of confused as to like, wait, so you, you know, like, you didn't like remember, like, <laughs> he's trying to kind of figure out exactly like when Pam asks, like, when you know, when wait, he'd like to be on the cruise, or he's told you he likes to be on the cruise, and he has to figure out kind of, he's like, oh, he's like, you can't mm, just think about no, it, like, just like it's such an easy answer at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and it's actually a second secret that comes out in this episode. Um, mm-hmm, yes, with uh, with Oscar, that's the first time we see that's like the first time they the audience slash camera crew knows about Oscar. Um, right. Because that's when the one where Dwight is like checking up on, cause he like yeah. calls out sick. Right. Right. And then we need the Hispanic <laughs> cleaning spirit, you know, and then they show Ryan's face and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, and we see Gil, right. Right. And then you see Dwight and he's like, well, I found out another big secret about Oscar. He was faking sick, or you know, yeah, like, he was playing hooky. Yeah, like he doesn't even with uh, his friend Gil, with his friend, yeah. and then yeah, it's so. And funny. then like, I, yeah, and then like, so good. I mean, you're right. They must have had the conversation with Oscar about him being because, like, this is I had forgotten about this, and this is like a much more obvious nod. So oh, I feel yeah. like it's more like an like, it's more like a Dwight and Angela kind of moment where you see them, yeah, actually holding hands and the camera yeah. catches it yeah 
<laughs> Dwight's like leaning forward. <laughs> what are they watching again? I forgot what they were. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But do we I, do we know what they're watching? I don't know. I, I thought that that maybe they mentioned that they were watching something, and then that's when it cuts to them. Like, what do you imagine they <sighs> they would watch? That Dwight would be that. That into, Dwight would be like, oh yeah. That they would that. also be into. <sighs> That's a good question. Maybe it's like a weekly show that Dwight's like, all right, well, part of my silence will require your television over right. the next That's true. Minutes. Maybe it's just he picks something that he wanted to watch. Yeah. Because uh, he probably doesn't have TV. At, uh, I don't think he has TV at his place. He's like, Battle, he's like, it'll take me too long to get home. I'll miss Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess he does probably have a TV because he watches... At least he watches that. <laughs> and Smallville. He's, he's quoted Smallville. Oh, yeah. Smallville. Um, right. well, one thing, another little note about this episode was it's kind of f- funny how Jim is like, he's trying to tell Pam that, oh, that the crush was three years ago, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like that kind of contradicts that booze crew stare, doesn't it? You know? I'm shocked that she actually believed him. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's funny. It's like when they were on the cruise, there was like, because they're in this different location, like, you know, even though it was cold and shit, like, you know, it's not the office. So he, yeah. maybe now that he's and back in drinking. the office, yeah, he's like, you know, he's just kind of like snapped back out of it and yeah. not snapped out of it, but he's like trying to save face and trying to be like, yeah. you know. He even says twice in the episode that, well, I used to be into her and now I'm not riveting. You know, like he says that a couple of yeah. times where he's really trying to, to, to see how he's, like he said, save face. Yeah. yeah, and all that stuff on the booze cruise happened before Roy like did the whole like save the date thing. June tenth. How about June tenth? <laughs> yeah, it happened right after. Cause right, cause then, yes. that that's when he's like, I'd save the girl. That's because it's like right after that he goes and hangs out with them. The with uh, like Roy and Michael Captain and Jack. Captain Jack, and then he's realizing as 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 soon as Roy's realizing that he needs to propose or like make a date that Roy or that Jim like is actually is like, you know what? I need to say what I need to say. And he just gets beat to it. They do go to Hooters. That's a, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. non Chili's place. They go. Um, I believe uh, that was not a Hooters waitress. I believe that was also an actress. I don't know. I, she looked like she was a Hooters waitress. <laughs> no. Um, do you think any of them were like, not the like like when they all sang to him and stuff. No, no, I'm sure they're all actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of cool to just because you probably could like I don't know. You probably wouldn't have to pay an actor as much as you would like fat like if they worked like fast food workers if they worked there, you could maybe get a slightly better deal. Like you'd pay them a lot of money, but still less than you would pay an extra. Yeah, <laughs> but know. then the union, you know. There's, union, uh, there's probably some stuff. legalities. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one, um, another kind of just, uh, it kind of is, reminds me of the injury kind of in terms of the tone, which is the carpet, um, episode 14. Mm, yes. And uh, it's the, yes. the the reoccurrence of Todd Packer um, and kind of yeah, goes back to that, that thing we well, were talking about with him and Todd. Yeah, and I like that you say it's similar in tone to the the injury because it's another like just sort of almost like everyday office scenario but with like a twist with a Michael Scott twist. Yeah. You know, he's making such a big deal out of it and <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pre- it's a pretty bad prank, but like he's just <sighs> he's just handling it so poorly and then yeah, yeah. it turns out to be his friend and he just completely, oh, classic, you know. Like, yeah, just completely, <laughs> just gives away all of his dignity and like immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love it when he's like talking about the cleaning lady. He's like, "Well, I hate her," and as he's saying that, it's like showing her, and she's angrily looking at the camera. <laughs> I like little scenes like that. Like those are really yeah. good. Um, there, it's definitely kind of a. You can tell it's just one of those episodes where they just kind of shot a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, um, like the continuity of shots and editing in this one's a little, like, weird. You know, like it just felt more, fu- like, clunky. Like it was, like, a little more, they just shot scenes and kind of put them together, you know, because there'd be different scenes where his office would be closed and 
where the door was open, but they'd be in there doing stuff and cleaning and a lot of that kind of stuff where they like and I wouldn't say continuity errors, but you could tell it was it well they weren't as well, interested in the order in which they were shooting some of the scenes. It was also scenes yeah, he was all just, over the place. It seemed to kind of yeah, be one of those episodes where it was jokes that didn't necessarily go into each other. Because some episodes do flow really well like that, where it's a big, it's a main plot that's the episode, mm-hmm. just, the, the the jokes flow with the episode. And this one felt more like jokes within an episode to get like individually, which I like that. I mean, I think it's cool because um, it kind of, yeah, yeah. like I said, it changes up the the format of the episodes. Yeah, and it it feels more like that kind of just like day in a life thing, where just like yeah. things are just happening. Not not necessarily randomly, but there's not. It's not like with the last episode, the secret, where you're like following this one thread. Yeah, yeah. And it's like progressing. You know, you're following Jim, and but yeah, with 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 this one, um, the carpet. It's like you know, really the the main thread is that Michael is like <laughs> nomadic, traveling around the office, trying to yeah. deal with his situation. And, that's uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah all over the place. There was a couple little uh, funny, interesting things I was I, I noticed at eleven minutes. Um, maybe this has been noticed before. Kelly's actually talking to somebody at, like near or at Toby's desk, but it's not Toby. Um, mm. It's like some older lady with short gray hair. Oh yeah, I think they mentioned that on Office Ladies. Okay, yeah, yeah, and because you also see the same woman in season three, episode ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, like fourteen minutes thirty seconds. I think her name's Luann. Oh, okay. And they just she was like a stand-in or something, and so like sometimes they needed an extra like body. Yeah. yeah. When Jim is calling Brenda, the corporate lady, you hear him on the phone, and and Kelly's next to him. He's still at his new desk, like in the back, um, because he got moved because of Michael being <laughs> taking his desk. Yeah. Uh, do you think that he's actually calling her to ask her out? Just because he's calling to ask her out. Yeah. Or do you think he's A, faking it, or B, doing this in front of Kelly so that she sees him doing that so that she can be... Because like he's basically the, also the whole episode he's going back and forth between Kelly and Ryan, giving, exchanging yeah. their well, what dialogue. Would that, what would him talking would, to Brenda have to... It would give her courage to do that herself, to stop like oh. having... <laughs> having them yeah to like at, show her how anyone can do it yeah like it, it's still kind of like backfires because yeah. it like fails because well, afterwards she's like oh my god you just called a girl on the phone and then he's like yep and he looks at the camera like he's trying i feel like he's trying to get them to hmm. just be more to talk to each other rather than talk through him That's because he theory. doesn't want to deal with that yeah <laughs> yeah I, de- I definitely think that it's either you know it was just, I don't think he was faking it, but I think definitely that's a good theory. He did it in front of like, her so she could see that, look, you can actually do this by yourself without involving someone else to ask for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he just kind of like eats it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which probably he didn't plan on, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then um, one more little note there's a deleted scene where there's this like almost like they shoot the scene from Toby's desk. Okay, imagine you're at Toby's desk mm, and you're looking okay. to the to the kitchen. But mm-hmm. it's through these two binders that are stacked. So it's like those big giant binders with the big like snap things, you know, like oh, really yeah. really big ones. They're stacked up, you know, like how they would be stacked like as like a couple like stacked on top of each other. So the camera is, is like starts from behind it and zooms through it to the kitchen. It's just it's a really good artistic shot. Um, but they just cut it out. But it's basically like using the binders as this window, and then they yeah. go through that window to get to the other window, which is the kitchen window. Framing, it's, yeah, it's just really great framing. Um, so, what is it? Just like a shot of someone in the kitchen? It's it's yeah, it's Dwight and Angela talking in the kitchen, but That's it's just cool. the way they. It's like the coolest, like I don't know, frame shot that they've ever done. Almost hmm. <laughs> like it's just it's so subtle, but it, yeah. Sounds like a Randall Einhorn shot. Is it? Is he the one who directed this? He's well. He's the director oh, of he, photography. Oh, okay. But I know he directs some episodes too, right? Um, I know. I've seen yeah, he does. Like director. he does direct. Uh, he does direct some. Yeah. Next. After that, we're on to Boys and Girls. Ah, uh, yes, the one that I always. 
get mixed up with women's appreciation. Whoa, really? Are you serious? Yes, I literally I do. just. Oh my god! <laughs> In my notes, I have this as women's appreciation, but then I saw it as boys and girls. And I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's, I always get them mixed up. Like I, at the beginning of this one, at the beginning of Boys and Girls, I'm like, wait, don't they go to the mall? And then it's like, oh wait, no, 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 no. That's, that's I have to break up with Jan. Yeah, and what that that was in is that in season three? Yeah, that's season yeah, three. Because yeah. that's, that's after why the too merger. they're like also really near each other. I probably yeah. If you look, at, it's probably early season three, maybe or mid season three. So it's probably pretty close to each other. That's another reason. Yeah, why. it's yeah. after the merger because Karen's there. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this probably is probably actually maybe exactly a season later. (laughs) It's so (laughs) funny, though. Like, So anyways, yeah, this one, they they don't leave the office. It's just Michael gets jealous of Jan's Women in the Workplace (laughs) day. So he decides to have a guys in the workplace hangout day in the warehouse. It's really good. They get pizza. Yep. Um. White people love pizza. Black, black people, people love, love pizza. pizza. Do black people like pizza? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that shot is so great. <laughs> nodding like, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So they uh, they want to form a union. <laughs> also, uh, real quick on that pizza shot. Do you think the way that Sea Monster was eating the pizza, you, is that <laughs> actor Patrice O'Neill's, uh, is that how he eats pizza where he just like, peels the cheese and pepperoni off the crust and then eats it or I mean probably is that like a choice that he made for the act for the character yeah I wonder if that's just how he eats pizza maybe yeah because it's like I mean no offense to sea monster but he's not he doesn't really have the most character traits you know it's hard to kind of so if it's his character you would think he's just using his own like how he would do it you know yeah yeah, and uh, there was a deleted scene uh, where <laughs> Dwight brings this spud gun, and they actually talk about like him and Roy are talking about his spud gun, and then you see a scene where he brings it in, and he actually shoots window like Daryl's window, and it breaks <laughs> the the glass breaks. Oh shoot! <laughs> and it's like, ah oh, man, I'm surprised that wasn't in there, you know? Because yeah, it's all that trouble. They're just like huh? cut for time. I get it's just weird because it was like you know it's one of it's like fifteen seconds. I mean the conversation mm-hmm. with Roy was about his spud gun and that probably was what would have made it longer and made it not able to go in there. You know. Yeah, I mean I think like some episodes are harder than others where they just have so many funny things that they're writing. Yeah. So they're like, you know, better to better to keep it in and shoot it than because like. <laughs> And then apparently, you know, because think about it, like cutting down, like it's got to be really hard. Like when they did um, dinner party, you know. Oh yeah. Like that was a, the original cut was probably like twice as long or something, just because they just oh, yeah. got so many funny things. Um, but yeah, it's like, and then I guess it's cool because I mean they know deleted scenes are a thing, so I guess maybe. I wonder well, if in the back of anyone's minds they're like, well, that's okay that this will get cut because like yeah. it, one day it'll be in the deleted scenes. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. Cause like when they film everything, they probably are thinking, you know, not every scene is going to make it. And, and also yeah. so like, if you mess up, you're not overthinking it. Cause you're like, well, if it was that bad, they'll cut it. Yeah. You know, unless it is an important scene, like a Jim Pam scene where they really seem to focus on those like a lot, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of Jim and Pam, let's go to Valentine's day. Mm. Which is uh, starts out with one of our least favorite openings, um, <laughs> which is also funny because we 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 talk. I remember when we talked about this, we didn't even mention how Michael talks about going to New York, and you know, oh, I own that city. Forget about it. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that, but yeah. Forget so about it. This this episode's great because you get a lot of Michael in New York City, which mm-hmm. is gold. <laughs> it's it's um, so great. Yeah. And uh, oh my I think gosh. this too yeah. is when this is like, you know, he's in the height of fame, and so like they when they shot in New York City, oh, they yeah. they were like running around with just like a three man crew, and like 
jumping out of a van and getting some yeah. shots and then jumping back into the van and like do you do you think with um when they see Conan do you think that was like literally planned like they called him to come in and do that or do you think they saw him at some point on the street and were like hey let's like film this scene where we just have him walking by you know where they kind oh, of... oh I'm sure they like called in a favor because you know yeah Conan and Greg Daniels are like friends so yeah yeah I'm sure um and apparently the fake Tina Fey was even an actor like because <laughs> they wanted someone they obviously had to like have someone that looks kind of like Tina Fey and then just to get that reaction from her yeah. you know like to That's get the reaction you want annoyed yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh what? yeah so um yeah he's got a few great deleted scenes too like where he's fo- photobombing people he's like it's 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 hilarious. You just go up to everyone and photobomb their sh- like like you know jump in their fo- photos. It's really funny. And then there's like one where he's making fake fights with people where it's like, like that's what just what people do in New York. They just fight. Like, screw you, man. You know, and he just starts yelling at the cabs and stuff, and just starts yelling what? at people. That's hilarious. Um, and then obviously at the end with Devin, um, where he gets yeah, that's down. the one where he sees Devin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, is funny because that actor is like a theater actor, so it's oh, like really? it makes okay. sense that he's in Broadway. You yeah. Know? Well, that's what I was wondering too about. Like, I guess maybe that's when they're new, when they're in New York, they're able to call in more people because they're yeah. some of those people are. Yeah, because it's not there. like the, Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, let's go to New York because we, you know, we can get these people who live there. Right. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and then obviously this is where he goes and and has his little video. Uh, Great Scott. His, uh, oh yeah, uh, Scranton his with or without you, yeah, music because like that full video is on the DVD, it's really funny. Um, yeah, so he said so that, but then he lets slip that he's you know hooked up with Jan. And, and I love Josh's reaction, you hooked up with Jan, <laughs> like the way <laughs> just the way he says it, like it's just really funny. Yeah, it's a great intro for David Wallace, yeah, both, yeah, both Josh and David Wallace, yeah. <laughs> I like I like both of those actors like in their roles, um, and uh, yeah. So it's and then obviously the other guy who who's like, well, I I just made he just made this stupid video and he he didn't get in trouble and yeah, <laughs> he's so bad. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> uh, which is funny because we don't really see what happens to him. We just see what happens with Michael well, I and think Jam. He, doesn't of, he get fired? No, he? I guess we don't. No, no, no you're right. Because it think jumps we, into the. Jim and or the uh, Jan and Michael relationship thing, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it'd be kind of funny to see like him be like escorted out or take his stuff out like in the background of a shot or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, any other notes about uh, V Day, Valentine's Day? Um. Well, I, yeah, we have to mention Ryan and Kelly. They finally hooked up. Oh yeah, I love that with his. His hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yep. February 13th. Just, you know, Ryan doesn't think things through usually. That's true. So. That's a big moment in the show because that's yeah. uh, the first real time that that happens for them. It's like, yep. yeah, and it kind of just goes just goes by, you know, it's really fast. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Another episode is kind of out of the office halfway, um, which is what we just had with Valentine's Day. Dwight's speech, number 17. Mm, yes. And Dwight must overcome his fear of public speaking when he's named Dunder Mifflin's Salesman of the Year and turns to Michael for help. Meanwhile, Jim plans to escape Scranton to avoid Pam's wedding. Ooh, mm. it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's really cool like to put Dwight in a situation where he is kind of floundering. Yeah. You know, because he's always like confident to a fault and yeah. like... You know, it's just kind of cool that he, it's like, yeah, he's a good salesman and he's a good hunter or whatever, but like this simple thing, public speaking, like just like a lot of people, he, yeah, he just is afraid or whatever, you know, he, he gets stage fright. So yeah. And then that, where he explains like, "Ah, this isn't the same. You're all my subordinates. I don't, (laughs) I don't. I don't respect or fear you or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. And then they then they talk about how like they a lot of pe- a lot of the people in that room were like posters or something like 
Like, oh, yeah. There was only, like, like, 300 people in the other... Or no, there was only, like, 100 people, but 300 of them were... No, 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 no. It was like the it was like the back <laughs> it was like the back few rows or something like that oh, were okay. cardboard cutouts. But yeah, yeah. Oh, and they were maybe like sp- sprinkled through a little bit, maybe too. But like, I don't yeah. think it was three hundred people. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was still mostly people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he goes to the Michael. Kind of get he helps him. Well, first Jim helps him, gives him some, <laughs> which actually ends up helping him the most because he uses mm. the dictator speeches, which. Dwight resonates more with. Yeah. Um, I love Michael's, all of Michael's uh, trying to work with the crowd and they're just like, nope, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Crickets, less than yeah. crickets. Then he goes to the, he obviously goes to the little place, um, the uh, the bar. And <laughs> the place, the place with the drinks. Yep. The place with the drinks and the bar stools. <laughs> and the bartender. And so he gets some drinks and uh, kind of mopes and wines and bitches for a while but then then Dwight shows up and he tells him a story and he got the guy who made 300 people laugh for him you know he he made him laugh you know so yeah uh Michael's logic wins the day again oh yeah and we see Angela make a brief appearance as well She's oh yeah in her incognito yeah yeah she does that a lot she pops into <laughs> she does that with the convention too right yeah. Yeah, and like places like that. Yeah, she's uh just sneaky cuz she's so small, she can kind of just Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Oh yeah, okay. So Jim plans to escape. So that that that's when he pl- spins the globe and picks a random place. What a stupid idea. Um <laughs> There's so many bad places you could end up, I feel like in the world. Um to just That's what Dr. Doolittle does in in the original book. <laughs> In the original book, I, which I haven't read since I was a kid, so I barely remember. But I just remember he, like, he, and I don't know if it was a globe or, like, an atlas, and he, like, flipped through the pages. I can't remember. <laughs> but he literally does that, oh and his finger lands on, like, this tiny little island. <laughs> and he just was like, what? How did that happen? And oh so he God. goes to this island, and he can speak to the animals, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Dr. William Doolittle. A.K.A. Will, will do at your yeah. service. A.K.A. Will do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, because Pam's planning her wedding, and as she's planning yeah. it, he's just like makes a call and just is like, I don't know where I'm going yet. I'm just going somewhere. Yep. <laughs> On June June eighth, which oh no, that's right before June tenth, which we learned is her new wedding date. For all those people who've been taking notes while watching The Office. Talk about making it so obvious, though, being like, where are you going? I don't know. Not yeah. here. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> at least give yourself an excuse. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this place I've been wanting to go for years, blah, blah, blah. Like, And now it's just a good time. i just been meaning to do it. and That's at least a little more than just, eh, we'll yeah. see. I'm just going to go somewhere and just yeah. not be here around your I wedding. just want to plan a trip for this week, and I... I'm sorry. Like, that's what his voice is saying. It has to be this he... week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like he, he does it a lot this season where he he, he acts like Pam is, like, kind of stupid. <laughs> like, she like you know well, what I no, mean? Like, I think not he... intentionally, but he just he doesn't play coy very well. Sometimes. Well, no, I think he's acknowledging, like, it's kind of passive-aggressive. Yeah, but he's yeah. also, like, the way he says, like, well, I'm leaving on June 8th. Like, he yep. says it, like he's saying I'm sorry without acknowledging that he's doing anything wrong, which well, is like, he did of... say, I'm sorry about that. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh about yeah. That, you're I know right. It, he did. You know, it's when your wedding is, but, but I forgot where he goes after that. He just kind of stumbles away. Like, yeah. He doesn't really like, yeah. So he's kind of like floundering in his, you know, he doesn't want to like on the booze cruise, like actually say anything, but he also wants her to know that he feels something. So it's that weird in between. And this is like another way that he can speak with his actions, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, lots of good mixture of stuff again. And then we go to another kind of more, you know, it's a little more lighthearted version of the fun office episode and it's take your daughter to work day. Um, <laughs> and by lighthearted, I mean you got people trying to, you know, uh, 
you know, play with kids and kind of just have fun, just kind of relax and just, you know, obviously tone it down. It's like, this is R rated. This is like animal house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is no bars. Uh, yeah. So, um, a routine office day is up, appended when children descend upon Dunder Mifflin for take your daughter to work day. Michael is surprised when he strikes up a friendship with the five-year-old daughter of his sworn enemy, Toby, which they don't really talk about. They don't really mention that, that, that that's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of just this subtle thing that he's the one he connects with is actually mm-hmm. Toby's daughter. Yeah. You know, they don't really talk about like, like Toby doesn't come in and is like, Hey, uh, she had fun today. And he's like, well, she's nothing like you. So that's good. Or something, you know, they didn't have <laughs> yeah. scenes like a scene like that, which would have been kind of funny. They kind of just, uh, you kind of just have to kind of, no, they do. Yeah. Cause Michael asked to be her godfather and then oh, yeah, Toby's she, like, well, has she a has a godfather. Yes, 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 yes. I do. Yep. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just wasn't as like funny as I was hoping because of what was happening. You yeah, know, I mean like, it's a it's a really small part. Like it's you know, yeah. Yeah. It's it's something that's like in, it's interesting that the description would sort of reference that because it's not like a huge part of the episode, you know. It's more right. Michael like gets in touch with his inner child or I don't know. Like, yeah, it's one of those like B- D storylines or something of this yeah. episode. Yeah, not a lot of notes for this one, just just the fact that I I, I love when uh when Stanley's She's a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's just like when Jesus yelling, will come walk through that door and he can't help you <laughs> if you don't stop sniffing after my child. Stanley yelled at me today. That was terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, I think also, like, they never explain why, like, they, or they never, like, address that Meredith brings her son in. Because it's take your daughter to work day, right? Oh and, yeah. Well, well, there was a deleted. There was actually a deleted scene where they talk oh, about really? she has a daughter, um, and I think her name is Wendy or something. I I I kind of forgot what her name was, but <laughs> he's she's. It's so funny because in the in the episode she's like, oh he took uh, like he took her. He took the like the good one, and basically referencing that like her son is was the you know the jerk you know he's like the loser whatever <laughs> like like her divorced like her, husband took her, the daughter you right mean? and then that the daughter was like you know better than her current son <laughs> yeah. so she brings her son because she can't bring her daughter yeah but they never they never talk about that because it was really <laughs> scene. but uh yeah 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 so that's that's funny <laughs> the really cringy fundle bundle tape oh my gosh yes that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> I love that because they, they actually filmed a show, like they did that for the show, just like yeah, 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 and that's great. Um, because like the puppet's reaction when he's like, "I want <laughs> a million friends so I can have a million, uh, so I can have a million kids, and then all no one can say no to being my friend, or a million <laughs> friends so that no one can say no to being my friend." Yeah. <laughs> I have to get that down, but yeah, it's uh, oh man, it's so funny, and just the way the puppet just like. <laughs> just like stares Last at him for slack like a few jawed. Oh, okay well uh <laughs> thank you michael oh man uh so um so yeah so that was really funny and then then it gets awkward because then they ask him did you ever you know do, you know do that and he's like uh no and then he kind of gets sad and it's one of those yep. moments um but you know, they were always good at those moments, I think. Kind of, that's yeah. like some of the moments that humanized Michael a bit. For um, sure. Uh, once again, once you humanize him, you have to kind of dehumanize him, which is Michael's birthday when he's just so. This is episode 19, and this yes. is when he's being so just like ignorant and just not thinking about taking the signs and clues from everybody around him. Uh, that Kevin, you know, is waiting to see if he has skin cancer. Um, instead, he's <laughs> yeah. just going around the office, like, you know, making people. Basically, I think everybody he talks to didn't really know it was his birthday, right? Yeah. Like every single person he manipulates into telling him happy birthday. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He's just like he's so inconvenienced by Kevin because, like, everyone's distracted, and I mean, even if Kevin didn't have his thing. Yeah. You're right. People wouldn't really have known or remembered or whatever. And yeah. at most, they would have acted like Jim did, where he's like, oh, yeah, happy birthday, and then just walks out, and Michael's like, huh, got one. And right, like, like, he did oh, that with Stanley, that too, and 
Yeah. But then, like, with Toby, he's like, oh, you forgot? Well, you don't get the donut then. <laughs> and then uh, he's, like, the only person he, like, gets mad at for. And then Jan, he does it with Jan, which is, like, oh, yeah, the, calls most, her, yeah. the most awkward one. <laughs> just, like, weird, just, like, obvious, you know, he was trying to make, make her know that. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so... Uh, it's cool because the second half we we do have uh, you know the ice skating rink which mm-hmm. um, you know and before even before that we do have Jim and Pam in like the Rite Aid and that's pretty cool see them just kind of hanging out in like a random place and yeah uh, so so we get that then we get them in the ice skating rink all together and that's where you get a little bit of Michael uh, and and humanizing him slightly even more <laughs> with uh, while he kind of helps with Carol's kids because he bumps That's into right. Carol, his realtor. And uh, he's like, are these all your kids? And there's like five of them and one of them is yeah. black. And it's, it's hilarious. And she's like, no, just the front three. And then you like, um, yeah. That's it's so ride, funny yeah. because that's the only reason Carol probably dates him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what other reason has she well, given Well, he's probably her? attractive, like physically attractive, right. you know. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like, it's yeah. like, He's what other kids. personality reason has he given her? <laughs> Which is funny because then yeah. later, right before they break up, he actually did try to get more involved with with her kids by in, inserting his face on the. <laughs> yeah, he he was being really proactive. Yeah, and he could tell she liked that, but I think he was being too a proactive. A little too proactive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I uh, any, any notes on. The... Okay, let's see here. Actually, you have a few notes. Uh, my, uh, Dwight hangs up on a client who's in the middle of ordering. Um, yeah, what the hell? Which seems not like him, right? Because he's like a top salesman. But maybe the reason he hang, he hung up on the on the customer was because he literally hear, you hear him say, "Oh, it's on back order." So mm. you think he wasn't going to make the sale? So because of that, he just hung up. Yeah, he's like and prioritized. Look, I gave goal. him the information. Yeah, and. What more can I do? I'm not going to waste time with yeah. silly Oh, it's Michael's birthday, so it, you know he just immediately yeah. like at that point that's what takes over priority because he knows there's yeah. a chance the sales happening. Exactly. Yeah, mm. it makes sense to me. And the other note is uh, Toby mentions to Kevin that the healthcare plan is horrible. <laughs> is yeah, this because they never reworked it after Dwight slash benefits in season one. Yeah, I bet that it's like one of those things where nods. Yeah, it's a nod to that and how, like, also just typical corporate America, like, once once you lose one thing, you're not getting it back. Like, yeah, yeah. So the, the health care started being bad, and it's, nah, it's not getting better. Right. And it's like, why would they increase it at that point? Because downsizing has been, like, a big – that's, yeah. like, a big overarching storyline in season two that's kind mm-hmm. of – that you know, because every season there's kind of like an office storyline, and then a couple romance storylines, and then one other like one or two other little mini plot lines, you know, or some seasons, mo- most seasons. So like, I feel like in this season you've got Jim and Pam is the big one, and then Michael and Jan is also the big one, but like it, it's it's they're all done differently, you know, because you've also yeah. you've also got Angela and Dwight. Well, she's it's also form. just starting. Yeah, it's like Angela and Dwight and Michael and Jan are kind of starting on like different levels, you know. Yeah. But like, it's funny because you think about how long it actually takes Michael and Jan to like start dating and stuff. And like, it yeah. takes a long time to be official. Yeah, and like even then, yeah, and so it's just. Well, so it's funny, and but yeah, yeah. second season, I, I I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, the first the first episode, um, the Dundies, he invites her, and she's like, no, not not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> immediately just declines it. But in Casino Night, she actually decides to go when he invites oh, yeah. her. Yeah, she brings so it's, an overnight bag. Yeah, it's a good full circle at that point for yeah, their relationship. Yeah. Where beginning of the season, you know, there's no way that she would do something out with him. But by right. now, it's like she's kind of there at that point. And ironically, you know, Carol is actually like there too, and she's actually like part of this whole situation. So it's kind of like a Seth Cohen from the OC situation going on here. <laughs> it's like he goes from it goes from like nineteen years of no girls, and then two girls at once. Yeah, um, two queens on casino night. <laughs> I am gonna drop a deuce on everybody. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Getting ahead of myself a little there, but 
<laughs> I know, right? All right. Well, we're almost we're almost there actually. We're only uh, two episodes away from Casino Night, so we'll go to episode twenty, which is drug testing. Mm, um, drug testing, which is funny because it was released on April twenty seventh, two thousand six. <laughs> Close, like, but like they didn't release an episode. Like before that, it was March thirtieth, so they took about a month off. And yeah. it should have just come back, you know, a week earlier. It would have been perfect. That would have been nice, yeah. But, uh, you know, NBC heads prevail, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so one note I had about this episode, um, I will just say Dwight finds a joint in the parking lot and asks everybody about it, and elsewhere Pam challenges Jim to be silent. <laughs> um, so uh, the one note I had was Dwight says he, he likes all his coworkers minus four, so now we have to kind of think about what four do you think it is? So I think it is Toby. And why do you think? Is there a reason? Like, why do you think? That okay, so I think Toby is on the list because Michael doesn't like Toby. Right. And I, I had that too. Yeah. yeah. And then I think it is another one is Kelly. Yeah. Um, because she is just very. Uh, you know, chatty Air, and extroverted, and sometimes, and, air, yeah. And like, remember when yeah. she tried to kiss him? Yeah, he yeah. like does not respond at all. <laughs> yeah, um, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, the man should be doing that. Okay, so Toby Kelly, um, so two more. Well, one there's one obvious one we haven't named yet. Oh, Ryan. Well, no, but that that is one. <clears throat> that okay. is one, but that's not the obvious one. Oh. Oh, not Jim. To, not to, yeah, not to put you on the spot, but yeah, Jim. Jim, of course. Yeah. So I think it's Jim, Toby, Kelly, and Ryan. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. Michael is obsessed with Ryan, so he's jealous of Ryan. Yeah. Toby, it's the opposite. He Michael hates him, so he just hates him. Kelly, obviously, yeah, for sure. And also because she's kind of connect, connected with Ryan. And it's funny because Angela later like, talks about Kelly and Ryan and... Angel's like, those are my two least favorite people in the entire world. (laughs) Um, The other two I was thinking are kind of like uh, more, or three honorable mentions. Kevin, because he eventually fires him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Meredith, just because, I don't know, she's just doesn't take her job seriously. and just kind of a deadbeat. Yeah, not likable. And uh, Stanley, because of how he just, he's just kind of, lazy and just his demeanor he's he's like the opposite of Dwight in terms of like drive and all that stuff so I don't know there's a lot of people but I think those first four we mentioned yeah. Kelly Ryan Jim and Toby are the the, the top ones so yeah agreed <laughs> anyways it's not nothing to do really with the episode except for that one line but um yeah this this is a this is a great episode um lots of lots of good Dwight Kind of like the uh, healthcare episode where we get mm-hmm. Dwight doing something with the whole office and get a lot of individual moments with Dwight with other people. So um, yeah, Dwight's power tripping. Yes, love to see a little Dwight power trip. Yeah, like his uh, like his map where he like <laughs> I have whole control of the entire office. And it's like this laminated thing goes over. And it's like forty five different like lines from the top. <laughs> I also um, love when he does like the little like trajectory thing in <laughs> yeah. the parking lot where it's like seeing like the trajectory of when someone would throw the joint, like it's so right. <laughs> it set all that up. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't really have anything else to say about this one. Just, uh, just a really good, just kind of one of those episodes or, uh, there is a little bit of Jim and Pam with the, uh, playing jinx. Where Jim can't talk for half the episode. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little poignant moment. Yeah, and then at the end where it's like she's like, You can tell me anything and he's like kinda sad and she's like, Oh, like didn't mean to like <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of that, that moment where it's like a little uh oh snap, okay. It got too real. <laughs> too real. Um yeah. and then she buys it for him and then you know, they're uh drinking it at the end. One fun fact that I I love um, from Office Ladies, apparently, like, when Pam hands Jim the Coke at the end, or when she's, like, trying to get him to buy it from her. Right. She puts it on his desk, and she kind of, like, pats it it. to scoot it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, that was just, like, a little thing that she did, just, like, a little kind of idiosyncratic, like, 
it wasn't like, like directed or anything. Right, like script was just like just put coke on the on the table and yeah, she yeah. kind of did the little push. Yeah. I love that. It's just so cute yeah. and like <laughs> I don't know. I just always think about it. It's, it's like, like a it's nudge. So it's funny. like yeah, cuz if you're like if you don't want to bother somebody, you kind of just like nudge them or like kind of slightly, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like so the, subtle. Yeah. It's a subtle movement that kind of signals, Hey, I'm coming, I'm approaching slowly and I'm, I'm sorry. And you okay? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's a great little moment there. Um, uh, and then we go to episode 21, which is conflict Rev- revolution. <laughs> I don't know what that would have, how that would have changed it. Um, would have been more of a Dwight centric episode. Conflict resolution number mm. twenty one. Uh, chaos ensues when Michael takes responsibility for conflict resolution from the human resources department. Um, so yes, yeah, so he takes it from Toby because Toby's got the binder, but uh, he's like, "No, nah, I got this." When um, there's an issue between um, between Angela and Oscar about the poster that Angela got for Christmas, <laughs> and I, have, I actually have a few notes about this one. Um, to me, I actually am. I'm on the side of Oscar. Why can't Angela just take the poster home? Why does she have to put it up? Like if it's if it, you know, it's a public workspace. Like you, you can't just put up a picture of anything you want in like your workspace. Like yeah, if yeah. it's shared with everyone else. Yeah. So it, to, to me, I feel like Oscar has a point. Like not not that the, what she's doing is offensive, but why can't Angela just? take it home and put it up somewhere else. Yeah, because like it's like if there was a way she could display it where he wouldn't have to see it, that would be different, but right. that's not really an option because they sit right next to each other. So Yeah. That's why the t-shirt idea is so stupid because yeah. it's like is he going to wear that every day? Like like okay. Um yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um Yeah, it's funny cuz the file of complaints Toby has in his desk kind of feels like a similar nod to performance review with the suggestion box. You right. Know, it's like yeah. kind of feels like the same kind of like they use that same kind of formula with that one where it's like okay, how could we have complaints come out about people but that's not in the suggestion box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um another little thing, why does nobody wear their ID badges after this episode? Like what was the point of making an ID an ID <laughs> badge? We never we don't see it once. I know, right? That's like, a weird ca- little thing. It's like, what was the point of that if they're all going to... And it's fun. Jim, Jim, I think, is the only one not wearing it in the picture. I think oh, like when they take the group picture at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's not... He's, he's, he's like, not the type to really do much costume-wise. But he, even yeah. in the Halloween episode, he wears the name tag where it's like, hey, I'm Jim. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, and then obviously, I love the end, which is the nod to the Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse ending scene. Yes, where he puts the he puts the file of complaints away and then zooms away. You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's beautiful. So so cool. great. I love when they do little references to cinema like that. And it's subtle too, because it's not like they cued the Indiana Jones music or like they did yeah. like a really big pan out where it's like really high up. They just did. A, it was just, it was, it was a very subtle yeah. nod, but like, I didn't even That's think cool. about it until I kind of looked into it more now. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where you like, like a, a super fan might notice, but it's also like you said, so subtle that you'd probably be like, well, I got to look that up. That doesn't, right. You know, it's not like the music's coming in. Like you said, it's, yeah, it's the most, the most like not, obvious version of that kind of thing um yeah yeah but also another this is just a small little thing but at five minutes there's a certificate in the back for mark christie i don't know if they probably talked about this in office ladies but Mm -hmm. it's just a certificate that's up that just says mark christie and i looked it up and it's actually the the key grip yeah um, which is like the head of the grip department and they handle all this like camera support rigging lighting yeah so like that's pretty cool little uh yeah yeah yeah, apparently they would um, put like crew members' names on on yeah. props and stuff like that, just Love where that. they needed text and stuff. So yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. When you ever, whenever you see one up close, uh, yeah, that's that's fun little Easter eggs to catch. So yeah, I, I love the CGI at the end because it's like, <laughs> like Stanley, I don't think is even the same, or it's like an old picture of him or something, or it's, yeah. <laughs> and then like Photoshop. Angela's smiling and. Yeah, Oscar smiling. It's Jim's uh, smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just pause it and just enjoy enjoy that for like a few minutes. Uh, so great. Um, but then we get to our finale, which is episode number twenty two of season two. 
going to drop a triple deuce on everybody. <laughs> and Michael's got two dates. Yep. Jim and Pam are two different night. people. Dunder Mifflin's two words. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so this is a big one. This is a... This is Office Ladies even had two episodes about it. Um, yeah, I love how yeah Carol's nickname is Remax, but they don't, but they don't really give Jan a nickname. Like her name is Lan Jevonson. Like how is <laughs> like how is that going to fool her? You know? Um, yeah, it's just really funny. And then he so both obvious. times he goes right, he does it right in front of her, <laughs> um, like Dwight does. Yeah. Uh, so because originally in the script it was number two, date number two was the nickname for Jan. But oh, I yeah. think it was like Rain Rain Wilson like improvised Land Jevonson. Yeah, that's way funnier. And then we also have once again have Billy Merchant talking about the Chili's his girlfriend at Chili's <laughs> that he met her there. He was never his nurse and and like I said, going back full circle to the fact that she was also in that Dundee's episode as the server at Chili's. Um, yeah, so that's a little cool. bookended. Yeah, action. yeah, a little continuity there. And then uh, one of the one of the more funny subtle parts is when Jan and Carol are talking, and then Michael is in the background, like just watching Michael in the background as he's oh, just yes. watching them. That's <laughs> he's like so funny, zigzagging behind them, and he just gets farther away, but he's still like <laughs> watching. <laughs> yeah, it's that's just, great, like oh, just so visual good. comedy. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the more underrated little parts, you know. Yeah, well, I just I just wanted to say, like, you know with regards to like the end, like it's, I, it's cool how they wrote, you know, Jim giving that like last ditch effort. I mean, he like tells Pam he's in love with her and then yeah, like nothing happens and you kind of think like, Oh, what? And then that like very last scene where they kiss. Yeah. It, it's just like a very cool cliffhanger, you know? I mean, it's the kind of thing where you're watching it live and it goes to credits, and you just start yelling at the TV because you're like, "How could that have been thirty minutes?" Like, right, right. And you're also not necessarily expecting that because, like, it's a big comedy episode, right? There's a lot of like yeah. funny things, funny storylines and stuff. But I just think it's like it's cool that they wrote it that way. With you know, we we just see Jim giving everything, and Pam just being like, "Meh." And then Jim kind of like, he doesn't give up, you know, he's like, but he doesn't, it's weird because it's that it's, he, it's hard to explain. It's like he, he, he does, he acknowledges that they're done or that he's not, you know, that she's not going to be with him or whatever, but he still goes for it. I don't know. It's It's probably that thing where he's like, well, at this point I've, put myself out there verbally and she rejected me. So maybe if I at least like, it, it seems kind of like, like, like sexual harassment, but at the same time, it's like their relationship makes it so that him going in for a kiss, she would either pull back if she really, really felt that way. But he kind of felt like maybe if I actually go to kiss her, she will, won't pull back. And at that point, because he, 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 he knows he can feel that she doesn't like being with Roy and that she wants to be with Jim, but she yeah. just won't, she won't verbalize that. So he's thinking, well, maybe if I like just give her a kiss and if, you know, obviously if she doesn't like it, I'll be, I'm not going to like push her. But at the same time, he's like, well, I'm going to like try. Cause at this point it's my last dish effort. And yeah. And if she goes with it, then we'll know. And you know, but it's like that never, not never knowing kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause it is, it's, it's, that's cause most people would just be like, after, after you say something verbally like that, they're just, you're so, your confidence is so gone. You're like, all right, well, forget it. I guess it's not going to happen. But he was like, no, nah, I feel like there's still more. She doesn't actually mean that. And not like in like a weird, like I said, like someone saying no, but her, them not getting it. Him, she actually said no, but she, he can tell by based on all of mm-hmm. her actions throughout the first, this first and second season, how she feels about Roy and how yeah. she, what she really wants. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's complicated, but yeah. And like, he's about to go, to Stanford for this promotion. And so it's kind of like his last chance. And right. he's like, I don't know. It's just very nuanced. Um, yeah. Yeah. The way they, the way they approach it is definitely not cliche, like 
sitcom drama romance kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it doesn't feel like Friends or How I Met Your Mother or, you know, shows like that where it's like they really, even Parks and Rec, I mean, I like Parks and Rec a lot, but I, I feel like their love connections are, are nowhere near as, like, strong in terms of, like, that part of it, the dramatic moments with them that really get mm-hmm. you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Casino Nights. Cool. Well, then that's season two. As as Greg Daniels would say, that's a wrap <laughs> on this season. Um, <laughs> and yep. uh, I guess eventually we'll talk about season two or season three, right? Eventually we'll oh, talk yeah. about that season. Uh, probably break it up again, you know. The only one we'll probably do in one was season four because that one was only mm, 14 episodes. shorter, yeah. Even though like five or six episodes are – 42 minutes so it's it's about the same as like a this this season but yeah yeah any other thoughts about season two not really i mean it's just that it was it was long yeah it's a long long, hard to go through 22 episodes very hard it's big Uh, We'll get better at these, but uh, that's what Cher said. 